Welcome back to Geek Life, Panamega.com's very own podcast. I'm JP, as always with me, my fearless... Oh, wait, no, they are not here tonight. Tonight we have special guests. We've got Dustin back with us. Hey. And then Matt, his third time on Pandamanga.com, second time on the Geek Life podcast. Yeah, I'm back. Back in action. So, tonight we are recording live at the midnight show for Grand Theft Auto V, or the midnight release for Grand Theft Auto V, at our local GameStop. Shout out to the guys at GameStop. Really great fun. They're always super accommodating, and they let us have a bunch of fun. More fun than we should. So we've got the, the gear set up here, big poster behind us. Air Plus guys are outside playing the music. It's a good time. So... Tonight, obviously, we're going to be talking about Grand Theft Auto V. So, what are you guys excited about about Grand Theft Auto V? We've been following it a little bit in the news. Yeah, uh, I think the biggest thing that I'm excited about is just the size. I, yeah, it's supposed to be the size of which? How many of the games previously? They said basically all the. They said I think they said San Andreas, uh, Red Dead Redemption, and Grand Theft Auto IV combined. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the scope of that game is, is amazing. Yeah, they leaked the or somebody, uh, somebody screwed up and leaked the map not long ago. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't anybody at Rockstar. You're sure. <laughs> um, and what they ended up doing is they, uh, I think IGN had an article talking about it, and they leaked the map and showed the map and then, like, superimposed the other ones on top of it. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and it's just like, shit. To be fair, a lot of the map, kind of like how San Andreas was easily one of the biggest ones we've seen yet, a lot of the map is just wilderness. Yeah. You know, so, but, but they have so many things to do out there. Base jumping, apparently you can hunt now. <laughs> like, I don't know how that's going to work into the Grand Theft Auto becoming a crime kingpin situation, but there that is. <laughs> so with the hunting, I'm totally going to turn this game into Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, would be, that would be awesome. Yeah, there's all kinds of cool features. Yeah, and apparently all the little mini games and everything, like, from what I've heard, they supposedly put enough enough effort into them to like make them competitive with games that are made to be that so like if you yeah, play I mean, they're tennis not, it's yeah. like as good as a lot of the tennis games out there I mean, it's not it's quite good. hot shots I think I saw an interview with somebody and they were saying it's not quite hot shots golf but it's practically the same like they do such a good job with all the little mini games that instead of them being kind of like okay here we go another mini game just to make it be more immersive or something and I'm the first person to complain about mini games <laughs> like it Dustin can attest I was raging in the other room playing uh, Saint Saints Row 4 the other day because I had because <laughs> there's a stupid hacking game that's kind of like a terrible version of the Bioshock hacking in the first game mm. that just made me want to like you know murder people and I was just in the other room and it's it's not that it's super hard but you know when it gets to the point where you actually have to try it a couple times it's kind of like I did not get this game to connect the dots <laughs> Yeah. It's like, what? You know, it's so frustrating. But apparently, all the little mini games in Grand Theft Auto V are so well done, like Dustin was saying. So, but do you know if it's Kinect or PlayStation Move compatible? You know, I don't know, because and I don't that care. that would make the mini games really fun. <laughs> I, you know, I'm so ready for all of the Move stuff to be done. You know, just done. Can we yeah. be finished with that? Either that or they need to package them with the next systems, which doesn't look like that's going like, to happen. It's like 3D movies. <laughs> can we just can we just go back to what we like? Yeah, you know, for those of you that listened to the last podcast, we talked about the Oculus Rift. And we had a big Rift party over the weekend. And I really feel like that's the 3D, that's the 3D of the future. That all of the 3D movies are, you know, they're okay. You know, in the theater, they seem to be picking up and doing all right. But, you know, at home, it's all right. But 3D 
actual virtual reality, you know, enclosures, that's the 3D experience that we all desire. Yeah. The 3D glasses are just this sort of pale shadow of what we would all imagine. You know, when somebody says, oh, 3D movies, it's like, yeah, and then you get there, it's like, oh. Yeah, you really want your 3D experience to be like the holodeck. Right. <laughs> now, now, is GTA 5 3D? Does it have 3D capability? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I don't think so either, because it would probably not run. Yeah. <laughs> From all signs point to this really pushing the, the, the limits of these systems right now. Yeah, well, I believe IGN actually had a little quote that it said it pushes the system far beyond where it really has any business pushing it. Right. Apparently, there's actually, at hectic times, which is the way it is a lot of the time with ambitious games, you get some some slowdown, a little pop-in, you know. Honestly, I'd rather have there be pop-in than slowdown. I'm kind of a frame rate Nazi. Like, if I could have my way, everything would be 60 frames a second all the time. Yeah. I'd rather sacrifice some graphical clarity just to have it run smooth, but... It's one of the reasons why I'm more of a PC gamer. Because I can keep my, my system up to date yeah. quicker. Yeah, definitely. And you, it's more modular. You know, some new gear comes out, a uh, game that, you, you know, can potentially push the limits of things, and you can just... Spend, you know, $100, $200 on some new gear for your computer, and then bang, you're back at the top of the game. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the features that I'm really excited about with GTA V is the ability to switch between the three characters. Have you heard about this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. So apparently, actively within the mission, you can switch between them, and it kind of does this. It's been described as like a Google Maps sort of thing where it goes, and pulls also, out, and then goes back down. At any yeah. time in the game, you can switch between At any them. time. And they're all sort of, the other ones are computer-controlled, just living their lives. Yeah. One of the descriptions I read said, you know, you can be the main character, or one of the main guys sitting at home, and you hit the switch characters, and it zooms out into the sky, over to the desert, and zooms down in on somebody else. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The, the thing that uh, supposedly that does in that sort of just normal mission stuff, like where you're just, you're just the one guy out doing something, not like a group mission, is that it helps keep the pace up and keeps the story interesting. So that whenever there's a lull in any one of the characters, I mean, in, in a natural place, you know, you don't want a game that sort of unrealistically forces action down your throat in someone's timeline. Mm -hmm. But so when a natural lull comes along in the game, you can go bink, and switch over to another person's storyline and who knows there maybe they're up to some crazy shit or getting into some trouble or whatever and it, it allows you to stay exactly so it allows you to stay kind of at a high shenanigan level yeah <laughs> you know well that's what gta is all about really right is the shenanigans yeah, i mean right. <laughs> if you're gonna play gta you're just basically gonna spend a good three or four hours at a time just destroying whatever oh exactly um i think the thing that is the most exciting aside from keeping the pace up which is probably one of the biggest problems that those games have had is that you know or really sandbox games in general is that you get to a place where you're like I just kind of want to be done, <laughs> you know, because it's just so much and you get lost yeah. in it. And I get into that side quest hypnosis thing. Oh, yeah. That's my main thing with sandbox games is it's just so hard to stick with the main story. Yeah. And eventually you get to the point where you feel like the story is just awful because you're playing so many side missions. And then you, you finally do rein yourself in and come back to that, that storyline. And you're like, oh, wait. This is this, great. This is a really good story. <laughs> Why did I hate this game for so long? Right, exactly, and, exactly. But, but for me, sometimes that takes a year for me to come back to that point. Yeah, and then you're like, you know, 15 hours into the game and you're playing missions that are going to kick your ass because you don't remember how to play real well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, that's a perpetual yeah. problem. I was going to say, one of the things that's so exciting, aside from keeping the pacing up with being able to switch between the characters, is that in big, epic missions, which apparently there's a lot more of in this one, because that, I think it's a bank heist, which was arguably the biggest, most impressive thing in GTA 4, was where you were involved in that bank heist. It was sort of a turning point in the game, where it was like, whoa, <laughs> such a huge, amazing experience. Remember that, Dustin? No, you don't, you didn't no, play it. I didn't Shit. Play Did you play 4? 
No. Oh, man. <laughs> so it was one of the most amazing cinematic things in gaming. And, yeah. you know, considering that it was closer to the launch of the PlayStation 3, ev- everybody was talking about it. It was kind of the one scene in GTA 4 that everybody was like, mind blown. Isn't that kind of a neat bookend to have uh, GTA 4 kind of be Start the beginning and, of like the 360 era, yes. <laughs> and then this one is ushering it out? Right, yeah, yeah. exactly. I um, and Anyway, so, so what's really exciting is that in those missions where it's the three main characters doing this big heist or stealing something or having some kind of big, long, complicated mission that's going to be awesome and cinematic, you can jump between them, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got one guy sniping up on this perch you know, on a skyscraper, and then the other two guys, you know, one guy's running through the front, the other guy's running, you know, triangulating around the side and getting some, you know, cover fire on the side and scooping around the back. You can actively jump between the different characters. That sounds incredible. That's amazing. It makes a great opportunity for lonely people to feel like they have friends. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of friends, on October 1st, which is, I think, two weeks after the release, as of this recording, which is tonight, of course, they are coming out with Grand Theft Auto Online, which is the GTA 5 online multiplayer component. Why it's not coming out with the game itself is a mystery to me. I'm sure that it's just, you know, not ready yet, I guess. You know, which is which is unfortunate, but, you know, I'm going to play through the, the single-player game first. So I'm probably not going to be sort of organically getting to the multiplayer until about then anyway. Well, it sounds like there's going to be plenty of stuff to go through and to keep yourself occupied with the... With the main story yeah, and I think, side quests and stuff to to really pull yourself through until you can get on the online. I heard one of the reviewers online say that their playthrough was about 35 hours, something like that. Yeah. Which is reasonable. It's a little small. There probably wasn't as much fiddling around as you do normally, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's a reviewer. they got to kind of burn through it. But the uh, the online component sounds incredible. Apparently you can have, I think, what, 15 or 16 people, and it's a persistent copy of the actual game, and it is a, a set of its own missions, and it takes place, it's a prequel, right? It takes place before the actual events of the, of the okay. single-player campaign. And you have persistent wallet, you have a persistent, uh, I think, reputation points that you get for doing different kinds of missions, and it can be this ongoing thing. And it's sort of a drop-in, drop-out. I guess the closest thing that I've seen to it, which unsurprisingly is also from Rockstar, would be the Red Dead Redemption multiplayer, mm-hmm. where it's like a you know persistent, like this many people can work around on that actual map and do their thing, you yeah. know. But uh, it sounds really incredible. You know, there's not a lot of details available about it right now, but it almost seems like it's a separate game. Like when right. I first saw a commercial for it, I was like, hey, is this like something that they're coming out with completely separate from it? Is this like an MMO that's a concurrent release with it? And it's like, no, this is the GTA 5 multiplayer. Yeah, I understand you can set up your deathmatch areas where you can take a map of a section of the map and, and cordon that off for your team to play in. Right, set spawn points, exactly, gun yeah. spawns. So you can kind of design your own deathmatch multiplayer maps within the map. You can even do that with races. You can actively pop a race. So, like, say you're playing with a bunch of friends. You go out into this little menu and goes to this sort of, you know, Google Maps sort of thing. And you go, bang, and you put a finishing point, And it's like, bang, everybody has to race to there. It doesn't matter where it is or how far away it is. And all of a sudden, immediately, dynamically, you just have this, whoom, everybody Everybody's off to the races, quite literally. That sounds pretty cool. I know. This game has so much going on. The early reviews are saying 10, 10, 9, 10, 10, 9, 10, you know, so it sounds like it's going to be a real masterpiece. Sounds pretty consistent for a Rockstar game, though. Yeah, I mean, especially this being their flagship series. Yeah. This is kind of their thing, you know? Yeah. So, any other thoughts about GTA 5 before we get into the next segment? I think just that we're all looking forward to it. Totally. So, 
obviously we're looking forward to wrapping up the midnight release going home and playing it because <laughs> that's you know the whole point of a midnight release we're too damn impatient and childish to wait for 10 o'clock the next day anyway so our segment for tonight is going to be our favorite grand theft auto the whole franchise so our favorite gta franchise memories because this is a long-running franchise since oh, it yeah. you know even even gta 2 and previous where it was that top where's that top down one that more modern you see like chinatown wars and stuff kind of like that those were really great and really really groundbreaking for the time but once gta 3 came out it was kind of another one of those like mario 64 moments where i really feel like mario 64 is one of those things it's like holy crap this is the future of gaming you know, like yeah. this is a big turning point, a giant threshold we just crossed. There's no going back. Everything is going to be compared against this game. It's the yardstick. Yeah, three three was not only game changing for the series. Three changed the game industry. It did. It totally changed the game industry. It defined an entire genre. You know, yeah. sandbox came from that. Really. You know, like the the widely accepted definitions and expectations of a sandbox game was really defined largely yeah. by GTA Three. You know. I'm sure that there were some things that were that could could be called sandbox previous to that, but GTA 3 was the first one that still really stands up. You can go back and play it now, and it's fun. It's still a good game. You know, it's maybe a little clunkier than our modern gaming, but at the end of the day, it's it's going to have similar components. You know, it's going to feel right. So, so why don't you start, Dustin? What's you know a couple of your favorite Grand Theft Auto franchise memories? Uh, one of my favorites was from San Andreas, and it was the Bigfoot hunt. <laughs> Wait, did that actually exist? It did not. Dude, that was messed but up. I spent hours looking for that. <laughs> and that was what was part of, part of what was so great is right early on when the game came out, they somebody said this rumor that there were three things that there was a that Area 51 was in the game and there's jetpack that you could get, that there was Bigfoot roaming the kind of wilderness mountain area and that somewhere in the oceans there was the Loch Ness monster. Now were any of those true? The first one, which you come across with in the story, is pretty early on when you get to the desert areas, you do find Area 51 and you get a jetpack. Nice. So that led, that kind of well, led that's credit the to the whole right, thing. Right, 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 right. And then, oh, and also that there were UFO, UFOs around. That was the other, and the, the was fourth that true? rumor. That was not either. I, at least not that I was ever able to find. <laughs> um, but that they also had, where that came from was that in a bunch of the houses and everything in the desert area, there's little UFO sighting, like newspaper articles up on the walls, things like that. And so all this stuff kind of led, cr lent credit to it. And so people came up with all kinds of rumors and uh, where it was people made fake screenshots some that looked real some that weren't right because it, it was legit like especially the yeti hunt which is what you're talking about right yeah. like we were truly and really expecting that to be real and then there was something that somebody really came up with a really elaborate story of where it was and there was this area in the wilderness where there was a road above and there was a hill and there was a big rock at the bottom and every once in a while if you were standing out there a driverless car would just kind of roll off the road down and crash into the rock. And so somebody came up with this thing that that was actually something that Bigfoot did, and that was an event that you could see that that would show you that he was in the area. Right. And so you could go out there, and every, like, 10 minutes or so, this empty car would just come rolling down the hill. And so you'd be looking all over <laughs> there, and then it, it was... I don't know whether it was intentional that it did that, if it was a bug, but this was definitely repeatable but there was no bigfoot 
<laughs> Shit. <laughs> but the amount of like buzz on the internet and everything, and the amount of people that were out there scouring the wilderness. For I that. was one of them. I probably spent a good five hours looking for that. Bastard. I'm really hoping they do like an Easter egg to that in this game. Something that actually exists. Yeah. I. You know what? I'm a little gun shy. I probably won't look for it until there's real proof. <laughs> like it's not going to happen until I see a YouTube video of it that like looks legit. <laughs> Some grainy footage of Bigfoot walking <laughs> through the woods. <laughs> so Matt. What's one of your favorite GTA experiences? You know, my my experience is probably way more basic than that. I just remember playing a lot of the story mode and the side quests and just getting to that point that everybody gets to in a sandbox game of saying, I'm just going to run around and fuck shit up <laughs> because that's what you have to do. That's you, how it you, is. That's what it's like. Yeah. yeah. You just, you're like, okay, I have cars. There's people on the sidewalk. I'm just going to start mowing people down. Just the things you cannot do in real life. If you have any sort of moral fiber, <laughs> you know, uh, like, okay, I can I can grab a machine gun and start shooting at everybody, sit there and figure out how many stars I can get before I can get gunned down by the cops or whatever. That was kind of the, the big thing that you could do in that game that you could never do previously was kind of you against the world. You right. Know? You're sitting there, I can, I'm at, I'm at three stars. Okay, okay, what can I do to get the next one? All right, I'm at four. I'm at four stars. What can I do? Oh, oh crap, there's a helicopter. I'm dead. Damn it. Just those really exciting <laughs> moments, and then just getting to the point where you're like, all right, screw it, I'm going to go outside and play. Right, just for the craziness. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Just mayhem, general mayhem. I think that my, well, I have two. My favorite one is probably just more nostalgia. It's less sort of entertaining and more just warm and fuzzy feelings inside. When GTA 3 came out, our friend Chaz, who's been on the podcast a couple of times, he was living um, with his dad. And at the time, Dustin and I would go over and hang out all the time. And he was crashing down in the basement. <laughs> now, that sounds like his parents put him in there, but he chose to go down there. There's lots of space. It was, like, cooler in the win summertime, warmer in the wintertime or whatever. So it, like, it was actually kind of awesome because it basically was this sort of, like, secluded little man cave. And we had two TVs down there, some PlayStations, you know, like a chair, a futon. And we just hung out down there all the time and, you know, basically would sit down there and play video games and eat pizza and drink soda. I think there was, like, quite literally a sea of soda cans you had to kind of wade through and <laughs> good times. Anyway, so we would be down there and we loved Grand Theft Auto so much and it was so entertaining. And, like, again, GTA 3 was such a groundbreaking, jaw-dropping experience that we would actually, the three of us, sit around and play the game. It's a one-player game at that point. And so it'd be one person playing, and the only rule was you've got to do as much damage and mayhem as possible at all times. And you got the watchful eye of your other two friends waiting for their turn. And basically, you just go until you die. And as soon as you die, hand the controller over. And we spent hours like that, hours and hours, just, just blowing shit up and causing trouble, and then until it was just too much and we died. That's one of the things I really miss. I mean, I'm dating myself as a gamer. I mean, I'm not that old, but just sitting and playing on the couch with your friends, the online thing has kind of ruined that. Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day about that, how almost piggybacking on the actually kind of common complaint about the social media hype and stuff these days is that you get so much connectivity, but actual not like like close proximity connectivity you know yeah. like everybody's always talking to each other posting on things liking stuff following things tweeting things retweeting things but at the end of the day how much time do we really spend in the same room with our friends anymore it doesn't seem like we do that yeah. much and gaming growing up as a gamer that was a huge deal oh yeah 
we would go out of our way. I mean, even like we're just talking about, you know, single player games, we would still play a game that we were the most interested in and just pass the controller around yeah, and you, hang out. You could sit on the couch with, with three of your closest friends and your three friends would be completely entertained by you playing a new game and watching. Actually, that's how I met you. We were over at Charlie's house, I think, mm-hmm. and everybody had, what was that, Rampage? Yeah, Rampage, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we were sitting down and they had big, beautiful screen. His parents had this awesome setup and we were just all sitting around and just the passing projection ar- screen was the, the best the thing you could get. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And all we did is just sat there and just destroyed shit and just had yeah. a great time and I, I miss that stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. growing up, I think I can remember one of my favorite moments playing video games is with one of my older brother. We played Rampage 2 player on the original Nintendo, played it on until we beat the entire game you know, and sat there and played for, what, 12 hours that day, put it on pause to go eat dinner, and then come back later, which is stuff you can't do anymore. No, you really can't. If it's time for somebody to drop out of a game, they're going to drop out of a game, and some new guy's going to drop in, and you just don't get that same same experience. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. I think the other one that I wanted to mention is that when it came onto the PC, we thought we were so sneaky, and we found all the skin files. Which, if you're not familiar with that, is when they make a 3D model, it's actually just a blank canvas, and then they make a bitmap or a, you know, a, like an image file that basically is like a wrapper that goes around it, right? And so it's called a skin. And so you can, what we would do is we would, <laughs> we went in and we were like, oh, let's make a skin. And so we took our friend Mikey, right, <laughs> and took a picture with our digital camera, like our old school digital camera, like snapshot, 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 walking around him, and then went into Photoshop and morphed this thing and put it onto the dude's face from GTA 3. Yeah. And then we had Mikey running around with those like upturned eyebrows and that squinty thing going on. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was the greatest ever. Another great one that I have to bring up is was the improved handling code in three on the PS3 or <laughs> yes. on the PS2. Yes, so good. And the 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 best part was though was if you got the military truck because for some reason if you had the military truck with the improved handling code on instead of honking it jumped <laughs> and so you you'd steal the military truck and then you would just go as fast as you could and you would jump at cars. And you would hit them with this thing flying through the air and just launch them flying. And we would basically switch off just getting that with that coat on and seeing how far we could just send other vehicles flying by hitting them. Oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, I think let's let's open it up to our audience out there. So I'm going to try and grab somebody from the line outside and see if we can get some, some people from the event to share some of their stories. So hold on and we'll be right back. All right, now we have Grant, and Grant's actually on another podcast. I am. So tell us about your podcast real quick. Okay, so it's uh, geekswithwives.com. Uh, Geeks we cover with Wives. Geeks with Wives, which I currently don't have one, but I'm working on it. <laughs> um, we record every Tuesday. The live video feed that we do goes up that night. Nice, nice. And then uh, the audio goes up on iTunes the uh, the next Friday. Mm-hmm. We do that, geekswithwives.com, at geekswithwives. We, we cover games mostly, but we'll do tech, and uh, a lot of other guys are into Breaking Bad, Walking Dead, stuff like that. So all so, things geeky. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Right. Name says it all. <laughs> well, considering that you are obviously a geeky type of guy, tell us what your favorite Grand Theft Auto franchise, the whole franchise, any game, your favorite memory. That is a really tough one, because all those games are huge. One actually spans into more than Grand Theft Auto or even Rockstar. So in San Andreas, there was a, a scene, it's a pretty famous scene, where you're uh, you're burning a, a, a weed field, basically, yeah. Uh, 
Right. Right, yeah. Right. Um, and then they recreated that in Far Cry 3, yeah. and it was like an homage. Right, right, right. It was amazing. It was like this mind-blowing like nostalgia bomb. <laughs> nice. That was, that was awesome, so it kind of called back to that. Nice, nice. <laughs> That's cool. I love how games are doing different Easter eggs. Earlier we were talking about how, again, in San Andreas, the whole hunt for the Yeti thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so we were just wondering, hoping that maybe they'll actually put a Yeti in this one just oh, to sort of awesome. give a call out to that previous yeah. one. Nice, nice. So one more time, geekswithwives. Geekswithwives.com. Yep. At geekswithwives on Twitter. Yes. Check them out, you guys. And uh, hopefully we'll, we'll get Grant back on, on some of our other podcasts. Absolutely. All yeah. right. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. Excellent. All right. So we have Victoria with us. And Victoria is also on Geeks with Wives. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure to check that out. So, Victoria, we're talking about GTA, obviously. So. Your favorite Grand Theft Auto franchise, any of the games, your favorite memory? Um, it was on the PS2. My uncle didn't know what he was buying me at the time, and my mom didn't know either. And I think it was San Andreas. And I just remember that with all of them, for some reason, the storyline has always lost me. So I was just, <laughs> the best thing ever was knowing that I could run over grandmas, take their purses, and then just lose the cops. And it was absolutely legal. It was fun. <laughs> um, that was probably my favorite. The favorite things I could do was just beat up people and no one cared because you could easily get away from the cops and everything was fine. I think that in the first game, what was it? It was like some kind of a special pill you could take that would give you super strength or something, right? It was, it was like a up the stairs. somewhere that you could find. It was just up the stairs, right, from the the hospital, right? I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just up the stairs from the hospital, and you take this, I don't know, you played three, three right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you get that, and if you have a baseball bat, you can hit people, and they go flying. Yeah, right. right? Oh, and that's, God. like, the best. I, and, and then the, finding the weapons randomly, like the OP weapons, just at different parts, that was the best thing for me, too. Nice. Oh, and jacking cars. Like, who didn't love, like, just hitting, like, triangle or whatever, and, like, getting somebody out of the car, and they're like, that's mine, you're like, sucks for you. So. <laughs> it's totally changed, I think, the way that we do, like, open world games in general. Even normal games, I like, I... What was it recently? The uh, the noir, right? L.A. noir. I was automatically going like, I'm just gonna steal a car. Oh wait, I'm a cop. I can't do that. I know, right? They like <laughs> frown like... upon it in this game, really. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for talking with us, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on the podcast another time. Absolutely, guys. Awesome. I'm the only geek without a wife, so. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right, we got Nicholas with us, and we're talking about your favorite Grand Theft Auto franchise memory. Nicholas, what you got? My favorite Grand Theft Auto franchise memory has definitely been uh, shared with many of my clan members. Okay. Uh, we used to mob online, have great time. So like um, GTA 4? GTA 4, definitely. Yeah, 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 definitely yeah. GTA 4. Um, online experience was um, astounding. Um, loved it. Huge fan for life. Love Rockstar Games. Glad to be here, gentlemen. Are you excited about this uh, this next game's online component? Oh, excited is an understatement by yeah. far. Have you heard I'm about a, it? Oh yeah, man. I've been I've been following this for I guess a year now. I guess they announced this forever. I've been sitting on the couch biting my fingernails waiting for the next uh, trailer to pop up, you know? So um, I'm definitely uh, can't wait to get home right now. Right on, right on. Well, we'll let you go, man. Thanks All for right, talking with thank us. Thank you. Right on. Well, I think that's about it for our audience participation section of the podcast. We've got to, everybody is ready to get their game and jump and run. So uh, we need to start earlier next time, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got some good stories out of people and had a good time. So any, any final thoughts or, or one more funny memory you guys can think of? Remember, play safe and play sane. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm Fuck so excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait to get home and play this. I actually don't work Tuesdays. Like, that's my natural, normal. Like, I didn't rearrange my schedule for that. I just, for some reason, Tuesdays became a day off for me. And so, it's great because games come out, midnight show, really good games, yeah. Monday night, and then, bang, I get to go home, stay up late, crash, wake up on the couch, go play some more. Too bad stay up late is like 20 minutes after you get home now. 
No, man, you just got to load up on the on the energy drinks. I mean, I am an old man. I can't just uh, I can't just do it for nothing. I have to actually actually have some stuff. Going. Hit up Seven Eleven. Sitting like a really home. uncomfortible chair while I play. Yeah. Like... Get, get fifteen rock stars on the way home. <laughs> yeah, managed so to make fun. it an hour after downing all of them. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so good. Thank you guys for joining us on a little quick podcast at the midnight release of Grand Theft Auto Five. We are looking forward to going home and playing it right now. So we'll see you guys later. See you. Bang, bang. Thank you.